This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. Blueberry vodka, the answer to all life's problems. Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single gosh darned episode of the TV show Supernatural. Welcome back, everybody. We are we are continuing through our season seven journey. Chris, how are you today, man? What's what's happening? What's going on? Things are good. Things are pretty good. You know, you, you kind of caught me off guard there. One day, where uh, or one minute, we're we're chilling. Mm-hmm. We're we're backstage. Yep. The next, it's I'm Jeremy Greer. You know, we're in the spotlight. I mean, we had been uh, recording just, for 45 so minutes, so I just assumed <laughs> we that we recording. needed to start the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I feel like Ready after, talk uh, about hugs. I feel like 67 of these is the right number for you just to automatically respond to, I'm Chris Mosier, or excuse me, yeah, I'm did. Jeremy Greer. Like, I think I can just say that and have you just automatically go into the to the yeah. podcast. You'd just so. be introducing yourself to somebody else, and that would just follow it up with, yeah, I'm Chris Mosier. <laughs> Chris, you're not in this conversation. Why are, <laughs> okay. why are you talking to me in future, <laughs> future Kurt Cobain? Uh, oh, man, I, I can't believe all the time traveling shenanigans that they won't get for another 45 minutes it's true it's true uh chris let's thank all of the wonderful people over at our patreon patreon.com slash monster of the week uh they give us a little bit of money each month so that we can continue doing this podcast uh and we give them in exchange our 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 goddamn souls Uh, they get our complete (laughs) souls all 41 patrons uh that's no, they get they get cool stuff in the mail. They get cool stuff in their inbox. They get episodes early. They get uh, access to our our cool happening Discord. They get all of that stuff. So uh, thank you very much, people. We really appreciate really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you very much. Can you uh, catch us up? Do you have something? Do you have something pre written for the summary of season seven up to uh, episode eight, which we're now on? Who me? Yeah, you, Chris Moser. Uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, I got something. So, um, <laughs> remember earlier this season i don't know if you remember this jeremy listener um dean he went he did he did a naughty thing he went behind Uh sam's back and he murdered sam's friend oh when you said a naughty Um, thing i thought you were going in a completely different well it gets him on the naughty list it gets him on the naughty list he's done a few other naughty things but it's less naughty since castiel's not around anymore um so so dean went behind sam's back killed his friend uh a lot of stuff happened in between but then sam found out about it and got really 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 mad it's true but then last episode, he was like, actually, Dean, you're right. It was my fault that you murdered her. I forgive you. I just wasn't thinking clearly. But please stop drinking, Dean. And now, now we're chilling. Everybody's good. Yep. That's pretty much where we, where we are. Uh, we're just all chilling and everybody is good. I mean, the mm-hmm. Leviathans are still around, so we still need to... Well, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's But okay. everybody's good and everyone's chilling. Everybody's good. Um... So yeah, today we're going to discuss Season 7, Episode 8, Season 7, Time for a Wedding. This was written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin and directed by Tim Andrew. Here comes the groom. While on a hunt, Sam runs into someone from his past and a confrontation <laughs> ensues. <laughs> it's one way I didn't read this to phrase before. it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dean reluctantly teams up with the quirky laid-back hunter named Garth when he finds himself in a situation that he just cannot explain. Um runs into someone from his past and a confrontation mm-hmm. ensues mm-hmm. i mean just the name of the it, name of the show it is a confrontation yeah and it is someone from sam's past as usual 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so we've talked about this before, how when I first watched this, I was like, oh, it's a funny episode. And then we, um, as you grow, I think I have to speak for young Chris, because Jeremy, you were already a mature adult who was always cool, always very um, hip to uh, what is and isn't cool. But young Chris was just like, oh, it's funny because um, it's giant Sam who's being... Um, manipulated and coerced into a marriage and not some small girl being manipulated and coerced into a marriage by a huge dude because that was that was just my perception of the world <laughs> now i see this episode in a very different light and i thought that i was going to be like skeeved out the whole time but i actually enjoy this episode just in a very different way and i don't find it quite very funny anymore but it's very sinister and very interesting in a in a kind of a horrifying way but it's a horror tv show so um sinister I have, I, sinister is a really excellent word for it like i, I think uh i think this chick with her plans to basically use some weird love potion in order to uh convince sam winchester to love and marry her is uh it's, it's pretty fascinating pretty interesting uh let's let's get all of the non-con issues out at the front because like this mm-hmm. whole thing is is built around uh what is now or, or probably excuse me was then and is now uh straight up like you know date rate like this is mm-hmm. this is drugging somebody so that they do something against their against their will uh and that's this is no in no no realm is this cool to do and no. it, it is definitely played for laughs like they have and they do this stuff a lot with sam where they make you know he's the big guy in the room so they make him you know like there's a scene that we'll, we'll talk about it here in a bit where he like oh my god this is beautiful like about some kind of really really girly stuff and you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. this is they're doing the reverse thing of what i expect the giant hunk to yeah. do um right no in no in no shape or form should this be cool it's definitely played for laughs which is not great i don't think that the showrunners or the writers have really acknowledged anything about this episode uh correct me no. if i'm wrong and we'll you know we'll, we'll tweet that out later but uh, you know the supernatural has a pretty sketchy history when it comes to issues with consent i mean we've talked a lot about the you know the demons and the angels and things like that and that's that all gets into some really gruesome territory really fast uh we're not going to continually bring that up but i'll do i did want to point out that this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is and it's and it's weird you mentioned that you like thought it was a comedy episode because i did too it's very much played for laughs i never really thought about because it's fiction and it's it's to right. me like when i was a when i was a teenager when i was a shitty like early 20s guy it was oh it's all fiction so you can do anything you want to and that makes it okay which is which is true you can literally do anything you want to and that's okay in fiction um but it's it's also like representation is important and you know i think seeing stuff like this on the screen gives it a legitimacy in real life uh in a way that's that's probably bad which is why when right. you see things like suicide dealt with uh on tv shows like they usually show a suicide hotline number at the beginning or the end right mm-hmm. to to kind of be like hey we 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 know that we're treading on serious ground here uh, none of that exists here like this is just no. straight played played for jokes and it's just becky just being super thirsty for sam the entire time right. uh and yeah it's and i it's think um we had the conversation in our in our discord uh ness was saying our friend ness was was saying how it's like it reflects poorly on the fandom and on the fans mm-hmm. is it like is this what they think of us and um i certainly hope not it's this exaggerated caricature uh it's weird what they do with becky because again i used to think that becky was funny and i, al- I always did because i never saw that it could be a little bit mean-spirited until later with some distance and and being a little bit more mature i mean not much more mature um but uh they give her almost like a redeeming arc in this episode which is interesting uh because they could have just played it in a certain way and been like, holy shit, 
this is like, yeah, we're playing it for laughs because it's big goofy Sam, but like, hey, you did a fucked up thing and that's not cool. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't play like that. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the treatment of Becky. This is the third episode Becky showed up as, showed up in. The first one, she was straight up like caricature of a fangirl. And you and I commented on it when she showed up of like, this is, this is not cool. And then uh, the second time was the the kind of weird meta episode where they go to the Supernatural fan convention, and she's played in a much similar way, but it's mm-hmm. it's not anywhere near as condescending or as insulting as, as no. it had been previous to that. Whereas this seems to kind of almost loop us back around to condescending and insulting again. Uh, yeah. Like this chick that's so consumed with this person that she adores that she, you know, I mean, like, makes a deal with a de- demon to to you know gr- to to get him is is kind of ridiculous. Like, and it's I think it's specifically mean spirited towards a, a lot of the fandom. Like, if the writers are on the outside looking at the the fandom and thinking like, oh yeah, all of these all of these thirsty chicks for Sam and Dean or whatever. Like, that's I mean, it just misses the point by so much. I can't mm-hmm. I can't even describe it. It is interesting that they take the uh, female superfan, and and this is their treatment of her. Where in that same episode in season five, they took male superfans and showed how they can draw strength from these characters. Absolutely. How those two like regular Joes were able to, um, when the chips were down, they were able to basically like become Sam and Dean, become hunks um, when they were needed. Because like, hey, this show inspires me to be a better person and to do better things and to help people, um, which is always great. That's exactly what you want from your heroic characters. But then they go and they show the other side of that, and it's the f- they, what they're perceiving as the female audience who is just so obsessed with the uh, characters that they would sell their soul to marry them. And I think that this could be an interesting idea if you were going with... Um, like, if this was like an episode of Black Mirror where like a super fan... Um, sells their soul and gets to be with the celebrity that they're in love with because our culture is so obsessed with celebrity and 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 figure and character and all that shit we're we're obsessed with it so it's like oh i'm in love with this actress and i wish that i could uh, marry her and be with her and you do and then you you could easily show a horror story of like the downfall of that and this is almost like that but it like it doesn't want to like be real about it it just wants to play it for laughs it just wants to play it for laughs and that, and that way it feels like it's uh it's it's kind of like a old sitcom where like mm-hmm. oh that we have to have you know this we have to have this that kind of episode and that kind of episode and you know we have to have do a christmas special and let, let those kind of things and, yeah unless they were trying to do some sort of weird like um i, I, can't I don't know have some sort of message yeah, behind it I, 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 don't, like, I don't see any, any kind of message or meta commentary coming out of this thing like it's just it's just no. it's just not there and like uh, look how shallow it is if you just obsess over things that like or you love people who aren't in your life i don't know if they're yeah. trying to if they were, they they didn't do it. They just tried to be funny. However, all of that being said, the rest of the episode did actually interest me. And as soon as that sinister kind of shade cast over it, I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it in a very different way than I previously had. Yeah, it's um, I, I have some. I'm pretty unsatisfied with some of the the stuff that how it kind of wraps up. Um, mm-hmm. But I, overall, like it's a it's a fun plot. Like the boys being hoodwinked by a you know a, a former a friend or or whatever is 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 very good. Um, but I yeah I, I have some issues. So let's get into it. let's let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't I don't think I mentioned, but this did air on uh, November eleventh, two thousand eleven. So literally eleven eleven eleven. So that's oh okay. So that's, Skyrim's release date, of course. Oh, is it? Was it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a very um, 
weird thing for you to know. That I, I perfectly understand why and how you know that. <laughs> so we get our uh, our previously on our then, and it's just basically that Dean's been drinking a lot, and that uh, Sam yeah. is thinking like, "Hey, you, you shouldn't do that." And uh, then they kind of reintroduce us to the book series Supernatural that Chuck wrote, as well as uh, Becky being a super fan. And then we get dropped into a uh, what has to be. Like the most boring strip club in the world. And I know this is because it's a CW show. Like that's the reason that the chicks are only dancing in bikinis, and this chick is like basically fully dressed compared to like everybody mm-hmm. else there. But this, like, can you imagine going to Las Vegas and be like, "Woohoo, boys, let's go to the strip club," and you get there and it's just like a PG thirteen strip club. Yeah, but also you're <laughs> and you just see one sad, handsome guy sitting at the bar. I just and also the idea that Dean is feeling down and depressed, and as, as we'll learn here in a bit, uh, even though him and Sam have made up. Uh, Sam has gone on to like a to a finding himself journey in the desert. It's instead of their annual bender to Las Vegas, uh, but his he's, he was feeling a little down, so he decided to go cheer himself up by going to a shitty strip club in Las Vegas. So good and job. Just like, are we supposed to think like that? Like Dean is like a cool bad boy for doing all this because it just makes him seem like kind of pathetic that they're I, just like let's plunk him down in a strip club somewhere. I gotta say, uh, I. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I think that's what they are going for here, 100%. Like, I'm going to go dry my sorrows where all the hot chicks are. And I just, like, yo, I, what? Yeah. They're just, they're, they've lost a plot with Dean's masculinity. They don't really know what they're doing anymore. Of course, they have, they have he himself no is becoming idea. a caricature. S- Sam is a caricature of, like, I don't really know what yet, but they're doing something with him. And then Dean is, like, basically a, a caricature of uh, masculinity. Uh, Mad Men was on right at this time, so they're like drinking's manly, right? And we're like, no, Don Draper's not a good guy. Stop trying to model yourself after him. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be you know the guy from Breaking Bad, and don't be Don Draper, and don't be right. Dean Winchester. Hey guys, the writing is great, but like they're bad guys. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean they're 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 char- charismatic and fascinating for a reason. So basically, Dean is in this um, very sad strip club, being a very sad adult man, talking to a very sad she's not sad but she's just she's talking to dean probably in the afternoon at this place so she can't be in a good place in her life well, she t- uh, who she am says, i to judge i mean she says she tells him that she's a grad student yeah uh, so i mean she's she's obviously like working to pay off her college loans which you know i mean if you're a grad student like you've got some college loans so good for you girl yeah, you, know, you, you sure. do your thing uh, um, Dean goes through this whole process of telling her about uh, his friend who has a little brother that, you know, is going through a lot of difficulty, and, but he's come out the other side and now his friend doesn't know what to do about it. And I'm like, Dean, I know this is supposed to be obvious, but this is incredibly obvious even for you. Yeah. So <laughs> just made it more complicated than it needed to be, but it's still very obvious. And then right um, in the middle of that, he gets a text message and he just abandons the premise altogether. He's just like, oh, yeah. oh, speak of the devil. Like, she's like, yo, go find your <laughs> speak brother. Speak of the devil. It's my friend's little brother texting my friend <laughs> and he's four blocks away um and basically he, dean's concern here is that sam is doing well but like too well considering everything and he is just waiting for the moment where everything breaks um and, and shit hits the fan with sam again um because all things considered sam is handling shit remarkably well uh even when he and him and dean got in a fight he was still like okay i'm able to forgive you um i'm not throwing a big fit i just like don't want to be around you blah 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 all this stuff he's exercising now he's trying to like he's on a camping trip right now trying to like you know have feelings in nature or, or something you know he he's taking care of himself i uh he is 
being remarkably stable considering that he mm-hmm. has like a fake lucifer living in his head like yeah we don't see him doing the uh grabbing his hand for pain thing anymore but we just have to assume that we that he's still doing that somehow like he's got i don't know like a like a tweezer pulling out pubic hair in his pocket you know every time he sees lucifer <laughs> yeah um, um this is a real pube heavy podcast chris i don't know what's yeah, going pube, on yeah, it's pube heavy um it's it's interesting because obviously like you don't have to um you don't have to stay clean if you've never been dirty that's that ended that analogy like like you don't have to stay sober if you've never had a drinking problem you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um the minute that you have to stop yourself from doing something that you want to do like that like obviously sam has he he's actively having to work to keep himself healthy and and well adjusted and all that and that that's what's happening here. He, he's actively working to to stay ahead of the shit that's going on inside of him. Or we think he's doing that until right. uh, Dean gets the text message saying, "Hey, come meet me at this place four months away, four four blocks away." Uh, Dean goes, and it's obviously a wedding chapel. Uh, but Dean is, of course, suspicious that this is some sort of weird ghost hunt. And as he's walking in, like the light starts flickering, so he like pulls out the gun and, and does the whole <laughs> "we're we're we're going to stalk this ghost thing." And of course. Uh, Sam opens the door, almost gets blasted, which would be a real funny way to end the series, by the way. Just <laughs> Dean accidentally killing Sam, in a, or just one of them getting shot with a with a rifle in a hunting accident, right? Like, whoops, we yeah. forgot to put the safety on. Um, but no, it's Sam's a wedding. been on a hunting trip, and he hasn't been home in a few days. <laughs> he was accidentally <laughs> Cause he, shot. Because <laughs> he, he, he shot himself in the woods, and nobody knows about it. Uh, that's, that's horrible. Gun uh, safety, everybody. Gun safety, front priority number one. <clears throat> Point it away from you, or down at the ground at all times. <laughs> uh dean yeah so sam shows up uh, i love the text message by the way we didn't we didn't mention this but uh sam sends the text message and say hey come meet me here wear the fed suit which i think is really funny <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up you know in the in the fbi suit which of course is appropriate dress because he knows if he yeah. just said show up he'd show up to like his brother's wedding yeah, with yeah. fucking you know <laughs> jeans and dockers on or something mm-hmm. uh but no it's 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 a wedding and there he's there to marry becky which is crazy <laughs> right like it's just, it's just super and dean weird. is like hey oh, that's crazy the best exchange in this entire bit is where dean is like don't you have to ask my permission to marry him or something like that like, like really as funny. if he is sam's father <laughs> uh they walk down the aisle to like this really really dope and cheesy uh wedding <laughs> wedding song remix the yeah. wedding theme remix i really like that a lot <laughs> Uh, but Dean is like super confused. Oh, oh, and the splash screen is a literal like wedding cake that they have set up and then they explode the splash screen towards yeah. the screen, which I kind of want to kind of want there to be extra video of that. I haven't actually looked for that. But <laughs> I, I want to see that from like four to five different angles. Um, as much as, um, this shit gets weird, but it's like, this is the point in the episode before we know that things are, I mean, we know it's crazy, but we don't really know what's going on yet. Um, and you know, Dean is reasonably, obviously not only being like you're marrying Becky, but also being like, you should know the average lifespan of your hookups. I'm glad that Dean addresses it. But Becky's like, oh no, I read all the books. Like, if anybody is aware of the situation, it's me. Um, and D- Sam has a line that's something like, why don't you try to wrap your dome around this? Uh, or something like that. Try to wrap your dome around this and get a little supportive or something like that. There's a lot of funny little stuff like that because it's, if you're taking everything above board, we're like, Maybe they're both under some spell and they don't realize it and it's not one person maliciously tricking another. <laughs> or there's just some goofy magic going on here where you're like, oh, we're having fun. This is all very funny because we're seeing these characters in a situation that we never imagined we'd see them in. I had, uh, and 
this 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 thing too by the way of them acknowledging like the average lifespan of of sam's hookups is is really Mm -hmm. great to me the uh dean yelling at sam so much about this i I realize this is really out of character for sam and dean has a kind of a reason to but at the same time homie like what the fuck (laughs) like you don't get to yell at him that much like stop he's just like he's found somebody like let him live (laughs) stay in your fucking lane dean winchester dean stop dean stop uh they get married please dean please they get married uh becky tweets about it there's gonna be a running gag throughout this episode with becky tweeting things randomly i uh i did not do the research to find out if this actress actually tweeted that like i'm sure that those tweets exist because they always seem to they they always seem to do a good job um dean calls bobby uh we don't see bobby in in, in these episodes but we we get a lot of phone calls to and from bobby when you can't hear bobby's voice which i find kind of hilarious yeah it Uh, is it is also funny to just consistently imagine a stressed out dude always calling bobby and bobby being as the episodes go on more and more silently sassy you don't know what he's saying (laughs) but he's always giving dean shit always like just every single time i don't want another hunter bobby i want you uh so becky takes sam to her uh high school reunion where they are setting up the high school reunion and uh Mm -hmm, rather mm -hmm. and introduces uh her her old school bully who calls her Yucky Becky to Sam Winchester. And I have never seen a woman look as thirsty as I have when she's looking at Sam mm-hmm. Winchester. You know what Becky could have done like 100% been, been like, Hey, um, Sam, I know you're probably busy trying to save the world. I need you to do me a huge favor. I need you to be my date to this thing. Like it would be a dream come true. Like you're such a hunk. Everybody would be so impressed. Like I helped you out that time with the cult. Uh, and Sam would probably be like, we have what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> She'd literally um, do the how many RTs for for a trip to prom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, I don't know what an RT is, but yeah, I'll help yeah you sure, out. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, uh, so we should also just mention that uh, two episodes ago they were um, the top of the FBI's most wanted list. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, these people should be. Maybe that's why she looks so thirsty because she likes she likes having sex with uh, serial killers because yeah, she yeah, just got really because that's what they are. <laughs> Uh, she also meet, runs into her friend Guy outside, um, and Guy mm-hmm. is played by an actor, uh, Luke Odom Jr., that I like a lot. Um, but uh, he's a they've met at an erotic horror section in the local bookstore. Which mm-hmm. I mean, if mm-hmm. that's not like Chris Jess one hundred one, I don't know what is. Yeah, it, it might have well, it might as well have been. <laughs> uh, but she. And she introduces the two of them, and he's kind of surprised in a weird way to see Sam Winchester, but also also kind of delighted. So, like, everybody basically yeah. is thirsting for, for Sam Winchester. Yeah. It's and, only until uh, later that we realize what that look meant. What that look meant. As they're leaving, as he's leaving, he slips her a bottle of something, and uh, yeah. she says something about him being a Wiccan. Like, you know, every girl needs a, a Wiccan in her back pocket or something. So Right. She thinks that uh, he's a Wiccan. And this is now we know we know for sure that Sam is not just you know doing this on his own volition. He has been he has been poisoned, right? And guy says something to the effect of like I don't know everything, but I know that guy's fucked a werewolf. <laughs> I do. I mean, imagine like Sam. Tell me about the time that you fucked a werewolf. Oh no, don't. I'm gonna have I have the audiobook. I'm just gonna listen to it. <laughs> uh so Dean is is. Do you impl- think? Wait, do you think that the supernatural novels would be in their erotic hor- horror section? Maybe erotic, er- er- erotic horror <laughs> section, or do you think it's too tame for? I don't know. Taste? Like, do you think the horror is too tame, or the or the horror or the erotic part? Ooh, Which one are you ooh, saying? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know from the readings that I've heard uh, from from one Chris Mosher on the outtakes of this mm-hmm. podcast. I know that it's not very scary and it's not very erotic. So. 
It is what it is. It is what it is. Dean is in full spy mode on this at this point. So he is yeah. he's going through. I thought Crumbling he was going along in his old car phone. Yeah, he's still in that old Mustang that he stole like two episodes ago. So good, good for you. Uh, I thought he was going to go to the bar and drink, which is what he's going to do. Uh, and I, I mean, like that seems to be pretty much what all he does now is just go to random bars and drink. But yeah. as he's there, he sees a newspaper article about a uh, a truck accident. Somebody got hit by a truck shortly after winning the lottery. Which is pretty weird, right? And he's like, that's a fucking case if I ever heard one. Yeah, it's definitely... I, I, I just... I enjoy so much that these boys get all of their cases from front page headlines. As if... As Ooh. if, like, the, 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 just the hidden future of America, their hidden past of America is right there for anyone to look at. If they- just right in the news... Like, I know that my parents still read the newspaper. Uh, but it, or newspaper... I don't know. That's just... It's funny that that's where the boys get their, their news. It's... It, this, it never ceases to amaze. This is going to sound uh, a little bit more uh, real than I than I intended to. But uh, when my mom passed away, we went to her uh, her wake, and uh, I had to fly in for, like from out of state to to go there. So I was I was like one of the last people to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of the last family members to get there. So like I had no time before the wedding or for wedding. Jesus, before the funeral or anything. Anyway, uh, as I'm standing there like during the wake and like shaking hands with people and saying hello to, and uh, like a. F- two really old friends of mine came up that I hadn't talked to in years and years and years. And they were like, yeah, we reread it in the paper. And so we just showed up and I was like, Oh yeah. Cause I didn't have your phone number. I didn't have Facebook. So like, I was like, I don't have no idea how to tell any of my friends that my mom passed away. They could show up to this one place, but no, they just straight up read it. It read the obit. And I was like, it's good that you read those. Also kind of weird, Douglas. Also kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> kind of strange, Doug. What were you up to reading the newspaper? <laughs> you got a little depression, Doug? Uh, poor Doug. It's like, no, I was just looking for cases. I yeah, mean, just looking uh, for cases absolutely uh so he finds the case sam and becky meanwhile are back at becky's house and she has uh slipped into a little something more comfortable and decided to sit down and like drink some champagne and like eat eat a bite so which is kind of a weird thing to me i don't it's it's odd to me to see somebody like okay yeah i'm gonna slip into this lingerie and then sit down and drink and then you know have a meal <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna get extremely full so that i can't have sex but i'm also gonna be dressed for it <laughs> i'm gonna put my cock ring on and then i'm gonna go to Wendy's. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna just go slip on my cock ring and then uh hit the drive through and i'll be back in uh 25 all yeah, right we, cool. are you, you'll be ready because by then i should be like burgered up but you know you know me before I like to do the deed, I like to get all burgered up real quick. So I like to be sweating oil before I get in there. Sweating some hot grease. It's, it's a natural lube. No, I will not brush my teeth. Why? Why do you ask? Uh, it, during the middle of this, uh, when they clink glasses together, uh, Sam starts having this weird reaction, and he starts like freaking out, and uh, mm-hmm. he remembers who he is. Uh, but very quickly, and he's like, "Wait a second! I'm a hunk. <laughs> what am I doing here with this completely normal woman that was a perfectly socially <laughs> acceptable mate, mate for me? She's human. <laughs> what am I doing? She's there's nary a, a wolf about her. Uh, she she like quickly runs over and uh, kisses him and like shoves a bunch of champagne down that with has been dosed with this drug down his throat. Yeah, she straight up roofies him at this point. Straight up roofies him. Uh, I, I know we said we were going to get all that stuff out of, out of our system at the very beginning of the episode, but like, yo, really? It's one of these, how did you, had you had to know it was wrong. It's dark. It's you dark. had to know it was wrong. Uh, then we have this weird cut, Chris. I didn't know what was going on here. Supernatural yeah. likes to do this where they just like cut you into random people and you know you go to a commercial you come back and then some 
schmuck is getting murdered. This this low rent Paul Rudd looking motherfucker is just at a baseball getting stadium, murdered by magic, getting murdered by baseballs, which has got to be like the best sentence ever. Uh, yeah, he's hitting baseballs from a machine, and then like there's a guy in the stands. Autumn kept saying that that the guy in the stands look like looks like the dude or is the dude. Um, that you see stealing movies when you go to the movie theater you know, with the hoodie <laughs> <laughs> and like holding the camera up. You yeah. know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is it's, obnoxious. This is annoying. This is later on. Cool. Later on, we find out that he has a fucking major ponytail. Major ponytail in, this, in, this, in the frame, dude. Like just straight up ponytail, which is it's, impressive for our 2011. And this is not to... Not to Okay, it's a Magic the Gathering ponytail. This is coming from a guy who, within the lifespan of this podcast, has had a ponytail. So I'm allowed to make fun of ponytails, okay? <laughs> what is what is a Magic the Gathering ponytail, Chris? That fucking ponytail, man. <laughs> what that guy has. It's, long, it's like been growing since high school. It's like... It's intense, okay? So the uh, the the ponytail Magic the Gathering ponytail guy, uh, who from this point forward we'll just refer to as Brian Wade. I think that that's that's what yeah. Seen, Listen, know. it's not like a man bun or like a little no, no, it's, knot it's, it's or a straight whatever. Up, it's a straight up Brian Wade ponytail. Like, it's I think a we like can just call it that. Yeah, it's like you need a horse brush. <laughs> like you have to like it's it's a yeah. In two years, I said what I, Brian, I, said, what I said. Brian Wade will listen to this podcast and be like, "What yeah. the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? I'm I'm nice to you guys." So the uh, the the movie thief slash Brian Wade uh, like uses telekinesis and like makes the, the the balls start coming out super fast. Yeah, the and, balls get like they go crazy hard. Yeah, yeah, the balls get hard, and then everybody goes to Wendy's and everybody yeah. brushes their teeth. But one of, <laughs> yeah, them, I put one on of my, them, I put on my cock ring, I put in my retainer, step and then I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> sorry the retainer bit got me that's good uh that's a good step two step three question mark step four profit <laughs> step, step one put up my cock ring step two i want you to take that car i want you to put it in the back of that car i want you to roll over i want you to put him up to the lift step three i gotta put up my retainer step four i want you to drive him off a cliff this dude gets smashed in the face by baseball is what we're trying to yeah, say to death and then we uh we go immediately back to uh Becky's apartment, where Dean has arrived, bearing a gift of a waffle maker, and being c- completely confused about how to use a how to use a waffle maker, and b like how this is still going on. I love that he's trying to explain to Sam how it works, how the waffle maker works. But he's like, I don't know. How I don't it know. Is. He's like, yeah, you put it in and you close it, and I, I, look, I don't know. It's really, man. I know, oh, God, man. Dean Winchester is, is is my is my unproblematic fave in in a lot of ways, man. I just in this so episode, much. he really he's really killing it. I love Dean in this episode. Yeah. Um, he's describing to Sam this case that he is, he thinks that he has found because these crazy things are happening to people. Like yeah. these crazy, His like, Hunter wish fulfillment things. And then he, they're immediately getting killed. And, uh, but he's too late because Becky already has done the serial killer wall, but who gets to there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is just. You can take his brother, Chris, but you cannot take his job. You cannot take his serial killer wall. <laughs> Look, I was fine for you guys marrying each other. I didn't have to put up with you, but he's still got to go on hunts with me, okay? You don't get to hunt. Yeah, this is bullshit. Um, also, Dean is immediately like, hey, doesn't this kind of sound like your thing, Becky? Uh, how <laughs> you got a wish came true, and no? Okay. Um, but they're kind of like, hey, Dean, yeah, we, uh, we kind of got this one, so... You're sort of not wanted here. 
It's a uh, weirdly she she remembers something with like oh it's like the crossroad demons but like the deal is coming up like right right like she calls something out that ends up like being true later on oh she specifically says oh it's like the demon deal from a uh, bad day at Blackrock because they can just literally mm-hmm. reference episode titles within the episodes now because that's where <laughs> that's where we're at with supernatural everybody yeah welcome yeah. to the club uh. I, this that the whole thing pops back up again, right? Chris, not Chris, excuse me, I did it again. Sam and Dean start arguing. Uh, if I had to be confused with somebody, I'm glad it's well Sam Winchester, yeah. <laughs> uh, they start arguing again because Dean cannot accept this, and basically Sam just says, like, hey, you know, you, you have to accept this. What we have is real, which of course it isn't, but Dean doesn't know that, so Dean just gets, gets mad and in tizzy and then leaves, so... He's he, yeah, classic Dean. Classic Dean. Uh, he also makes a phone call to Bobby, who basically. Uh, oh wait, I wanted to talk about that. Did you write this conversation down at the end where Sam is real shitty to Dean, where he's like, "I don't need you anymore. I might be moving on, and you're still in the same place, and you're just jealous." He says, "Let's see. Um, he didn't. He didn't write down all of it, or I didn't write down all of it. But he and he says basically, um, you took care of me for a long time, and and I'm I thank I thank you for it, but." I don't need you to anymore. I don't, I don't need you anymore. Dean, basically like, he's like, Hey man, that was really cool. But like, please fuck off. Like I'm done with you now. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. It's, it's not great. I just, I like it because it's just another, yet another example of one of those classic things of, uh, the Winchester brothers being, you know, poisoned or potioned or some, a a, a Leviathan is pretending to be them or, you know, (laughs) as something happening to the boys and them having like their real emotional conversations because of it. Otherwise they would literally never talk to one another. They would just never speak. No, never. Um, Dean calls Bobby and Bobby says like, Hey, I'm going to send, I'm going to send somebody to help you. And, uh, which seems really weird until we realize it's like, there's going to be a whole guest, uh, guest star in this episode. Uh, yeah. They go back to Sam and, and Becky and Becky is like still doing the high school crush thing of writing her name and Sam's in a, in a, in a little notebook. Uh, when Sam comes in and has a little surprise for her, which I think this mm-hmm. is really sweet. <laughs> it's his and her fake IDs. His for and her fake IDs. Now, if Sam was just another big fan of the show Supernatural, this would be adorable. But it, you know, it just turns out that it's his life. <laughs> yeah, this is just his poor, poor, you know, just cursed life. His whole existence <laughs> for the entertainment. Curse, man. I'm just trying to take this curse and make something. You think PG-13 that she knows that fan video as well as I do? Well, One, because they're, they're books. Yeah. It's it, there's probably a written version of it. I uh, when I was watching that fan video last night, I, I got the idea of like I should edit Cole singing all of these lines into this like, <laughs> with the music and everything. I just I don't know I, I don't I don't know how I would be able to do it. Like I I think I can do it though. I think I can I can get it done. So. <laughs> coming soon on the monster of the week discord uh oh. and by the way i think if i think it's still up if you go to monster of the week.cool slash chris loves this i think you can, <laughs> it should be I, th- I don't think i ever changed that let's see chris loves this oh absolutely yeah yeah just it's go such to that a good video yeah it's, it's right there it's hilarious um so i feel like got- a lot of the people i just want to say a lot of people who like binged this podcast which is like anytime i hear anybody say that by the way i'm always like you're the coolest person ever thank you so much makes me feel so good um but anytime that somebody binges this podcast they don't get to live in it the way that some other people have had to like waiting week to week (laughs) so they don't they don't have time to stop and and (laughs) 
seek out this uh, additional material that we've uh, discussed. But please, if you've never seen this video, definitely go Monster of the Week dot cool slash Chris loves this. It's the greatest fan video of all time. It's the greatest fan video. Uh, I found, by the way, I'm always really awkward when somebody says like, "Oh, I listened to this podcast and I liked it." Uh, and when Gary was down, he told me that uh, he had a friend who listened to Days of Future Cast, and he's like, "Yeah, I was hanging out with him last night. He specifically wanted me to tell you to uh, that you know he really enjoyed the show and everything," which is kind of an awkward thing to say. But I found the perfect response, which is just, "Hey, tell him I said like and subscribe." <laughs> 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 tell him I said thanks and like and subscribe. <laughs> so it's good. There you go. <clears throat> this, you know, any podcasters out there that are looking for new material, I've got. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <Pick your waitresses. laughs> tell him to smash that like button. So Sam delivers these these his and hers fake IDs, which is adorable, and then finds the book where he is. She has written his name down and like with hearts and everything, and mm-hmm. uh, she's which, all freaked out. Under different circumstances, the boys would be like, "This is some kind of spell work. This is some kind of hoodoo or oh, voodoo yeah. or this something." This is definitely some like. Uh, you know, Clarissa explains it all bullshit, like the witch version of that. I'm sure that there yeah. was that, right? Because it was Nickelodeon. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> Clarissa explains. Yeah. Explain, Clarissa the Wiccan explains it all. It would be actually a yeah. show that I would watch. <laughs> I'd be totally into that. I just bumped the mic, sorry. Uh, but instead... She's real nervous about Sam seeing this because obviously it's it's you know this is something that's you know very important to her. There's probably some raunchy shit in there. There's probably a lot of slash fiction in there, and uh, Mm -hmm. he just takes it and he like hugs it to his chest and he's like, "This is beautiful. I love this so much," which is kind of nice. It is kind of nice. Again, if only if only they were both under some sort of spell, then this wouldn't be as problematic. Like it would be like, oh no, they both were like controlled but then they like kill the bad thing at the end and becky's like what i felt was real and sam's like sorry kiddo and then he leaves and it's a little bit sad for becky rather than us just being like oh my god our super fan is a f- f- it's she roofing sam she's just roofing sam over and over again i think she does it like three times in this episode <laughs> so at least at least uh, Meanwhile, we were introduced to the guest star, which is Garth. So, uh, Bobby has sent another hunter in, which seems like a weird thing that they would be doing for the first time in season seven. <laughs> like, this seems like a, yeah, this definitely seems like a, a season seven thing of like, I guess we probably could, could get more people in, I guess. Everyone else we've used is dead. So, like, yeah, we keep killing off all of, all, all of the women characters. So, let's send a dude in and see how he does. Let's add another guy. Uh, Garth is played by the great DJ Quaz. Uh, I love this dude. I love both the actor and the uh, this character. Um, it's he's, he has a completely different vibe from from a hunter that Sam and Dean so, have. When he came on, I used to love Garth, and mm-hmm. then I was watching this, and I was like, man, he's just so intentionally like trying to be a funny character. Like that's what he's written. Yeah, I was going to talk to you. At about first, this, was like. Uh, like he's cl- he's like so clearly lit- written for the laughs that it was like a little bit like grating, and then by the end of the episode, I was like, "God fucking damn it, Garth, you got me! I'm laughing, you got me, Garth, <laughs> you pulled me in." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember liking Garth a whole lot, and then like this very first bit where you know they show he's a real skinny dude, uh, so it's you know automatically very different than than Sam and Dean. But uh, they show him, like, drinking a milkshake, which is not something we've ever seen a hunter do, right? Like, they're always, like, mm-hmm. black coffee, just like my heart, in the eyes of the demon that killed all of my family. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to start ordering my coffee. Black as the eyes of the demon that killed my entire family. It's yeah, really you got to do it. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I make that the episode title? Of just, I like yes. it. Give me, like, super simple, <laughs> like, super long. Coffee, black as the <laughs> I like my coffee, the black as the eyes of the demon that killed my family. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a huge mouthful. Oh, I love it. It's not going to ever, sh- like, the full thing won't show up on any device ever, but it'd still be great. No, you got to do it. Uh, so Dean meets Garth, uh, and I, I guess to finish out that thought, I, I agree with you. I thought he was going to be, I thought he, I was worried that my memories of Garth was before I really started kind of critically thinking about this stuff, and uh, it, it wasn't. Like, even though he starts specifically as, you know, a moment of levity, it, he, he becomes kind of an, a, a more fleshed out character across the mm-hmm. episode. The very first thing that he does, though, when Dean shows him the headline of this thing is say, uh, say hey, hold on for a second, and then immediately turns the page to the back of the, the newspaper. I thought he was going to do some, like, real hunter shit here. I thought he would, like, oh, shit, he's yeah. going to find, like, where where the stuff is really going wrong. No, no, he just wanted to read Marmaduke. That's what he wanted to yeah. have a look at Marmaduke, so. Uh, and that's when I was kind of like, okay, he's, like, very specifically doing a bit here. But then, you know, like I said. He got me. He got me back. You got me, Garth. You fucking got me. Um, they go to they they in the newspaper. There's a CEO that has gotten kind of jumped up. Like he was in sales, and now he's all of a sudden the CEO past everybody else. Uh, there's a lot here that is, I find kind of boring. Like a lot of the back and forth here is is kind of, yeah. uh, but more or less. Sam and Becky get there first. Becky does a good job interviewing them, and they, there's this weird awkward moment where it's you know. Uh, Sam says like who's that guy and, and Dean has to say like oh he's the temp which I think is a real funny yeah. line <laughs> yeah um, there is like Dean and Garth having to work together just the way that they're dressed and like um, Sam and Becky have like just interviewed the dude and they're walking out like no we already got it it's kind of like the they're doing this I don't know they're just they're all acting very Sam and Dean are suddenly like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen it's just a whole mess um but I love Garth's line of questioning, who's just like, so, did you get here by nefarious means? And Dean's like, dude, like, come on, don't say that. And he's like, no, no I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. Uh, what I meant was, did you get here by means of black magic or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not, not corporate backstabbing. Absolutely. Yeah. I do not mean that. I mean, like, was it something like, was it a hoodoo thing? And Dean is just freaking the fuck out. I really, I like I like Garth's, ref- like, just direct, you know, directness in yeah, all of this. Yeah. It's really great. Um. But the guy is like, I didn't even want this job. Like, I was just in sales, and now, like, I'm a CEO for some reason. Like, they just picked me. I don't know why. So they're like, oh, well, he's not the person who made the wish. Uh, and then his wife walks in, and she's like, fire your secretary, because I'm mean, <laughs> and I wanted you to have this job. <laughs> because I'm the writer that just saw Desperate Housewives for the first time, and now I have <laughs> now I have a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they end up saving this chick. Uh, they they confront her and try to get you know any information out of her, and they they can't because they don't really know what's going on just yet. They just know something weird is happening, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not until like so Dean you know stalks her because he's Dean Winchester, typical, right? And our uh, our our Brian Wade ponytail guy uh, tries to drop a chandelier on her, which eight points for dropping chandeliers on ladies. Man, that's that's classy. Yeah, yeah uh, do your thing, bro. Dean whips in at the last moment and uh, and just kind of tackles her and, and you know knocks her out of the way. So. Yeah, everything's everything's fine. She's like, "Well, how did how did you know? How did you?" And he goes, "Ponytail." And she it's goes, always, "Oh my god, it's, it's always the guys with the ponytail. It's always the ponytail." Um, it's and, it, and this is where they find out that it's a demon deal. So she made a deal with a demon that she didn't really know was a demon, uh, but just you know, hey, I'll you know, I'll give you ten years or whatever, and I'll up jump you to I'll give, give you your pawn to switch. Typical demon deal behavior. Like we've Typical seen this. Demon shit, we've yeah. seen this. The the weird thing here is that the contracts are coming up sooner than advertised. So, like, these people didn't get their 10 years, like we've always seen with Supernatural. The mm-hmm. show makes this into a really big deal, uh, and I don't care. 
<laughs> I just want to say that out loud. Like, also, let's just be clear. Like Dean only had one year, so like chill with that ten year shit. Chill with the ten year. I think yeah, chill with the ten year stuff. But uh, also, like I don't the weird letter of the law stuff that they do get into with the demons. Like I, I don't find particularly like super interesting no, or anything. No. So um, yeah, none of that really matters because I don't think nobody like anybody really thought that there was any sort of established uh, rule before this. So. So they uh they decide like Dean tries to take charge of the situation and is quickly rebuffed by Garth who t- commands the situation saying hey the first thing we're going to do is stash this woman and then we're going to get together we're going to go find Sam and then we're going to find out who's doing these demon deals. Uh and I just really like that like this this kind of skinny weirdo nerd looking dude is is just overriding Dean Winchester. That's that's really great yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, Garth, this is where Garth just really started to grow on me, because it's like, oh, he's like a goofball, and he's supposed to be funny, but for some reason is the most capable hunter in this situation. <laughs> Absolutely. He also Absolutely. says something to this woman about, like, because they're going to keep her safe. He says, you're going to be staying with a triracial paraplegic sniper until this all blows over. His cousin. Um, yeah. which It's his cousin. Seems like a weirdly specific thing to say. It's a very, it's an extremely specific thing to say that it just goes to show that these, these hunters are just, they're just wacky people. He's like, this is how I'm going to describe a thing. Yeah. As a triracial <laughs> paraplegic sniper. That's a lot, Garth. That's a lot. Take that down a bit. Um, <laughs> My cousin would have sufficed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you could have just said my cousin. <laughs> so at this point, Sam wakes up from the the kind of feud that he's been in, and Becky realizes that the uh, this shitty potion that this this demon put in <laughs> put this this or excuse me this shitty container that the demon put this potion in has leaked all over her purse. So now she is yeah. down one husband <laughs> and also one purse. So her kind spell of a, components. Oh no! Kind of a kind of a bad day for Becky. Uh, yeah, and. Becky doesn't really know what to do, so she just straight up knocks him out with a uh, iron pan, which I think is, is yeah. pretty hilarious. She then sometimes it's just what you got to do. She then Chris mm-hmm. takes off his pants and yes. then ties him to the bed. It's what you got to do. What, what, okay, even in these parts where it's like this is horrifying. Why is this happening? Uh, when Sam is waking up and he's like, "Holy fuck! Like what is happening?" And then him just being like. Why are, why are my pants on? <laughs> why did you take off my pants? Which is <laughs> horrifying, but it's it's Jared Padalecki being funny. So like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that uh, Jared's face when he gets when he gets kind of like flustered by Dean, or when he gets his pants stolen by Becky, is the same face. Which is kind of a funny. Th- yeah. let, me, let me see if that's on the tri- on the wiki page in the trivia section or not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sam yells so it's at like her. This, it's, it's basically the scene from Misery here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, including all of the foot stuff. So enjoy that. All the foot stuff. He saws off the leg or breaks or hobbles the knees. It's the ho- hobbling is in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely hobbling. I think in the, in the book, she saws his leg off the... We're not here to talk about Misery, so let's <laughs> keep it moving, Chris. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the book, the, the book is called Misery. Like, you knew what you were getting into when you read it. That's true. Uh, Sam yells at her a lot because you know this is a wrong thing to do, and basically says like you know it's your friend that's killing everybody. Like it has to be like this. This is the only thing that makes sense. And she's like, no, no, no. Maybe there's just two things. And he's like, when is there ever two yeah, crazy things in ever town at two- the same time? Right. I fucking love that line so it's much. A really good line. It's so I, great. I love when they do angry Sam like this. Um. When, like like the totally exasperated angry Sam, not the like Dean, I can't even be around you right now. Not that not that angry Sam. But this 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 exact one who was just like she just shoves a rag in his mouth and he just goes, Fuck you. 
but she's like i love you too because it's just <laughs> like all of this stuff is just jared is killing me here yeah jared um, is, which is, is, a, is really good here i like it a lot um but yeah he's totally just calls her out on on everything here uh and she says like guy the the wicked he's 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 my friend and D, or sam says no he's your dealer uh and that's when she sticks the rag in his mouth and he says fuck you um but she says that they haven't consummated their marriage, so she hasn't uh, effectively assaulted him, if you want to put it that way. Which is which is not. I have to imagine, like, at some point, somebody in the writer's room was like, hey, guys, can we just add one line to make this not a rape? Can we yeah. just do, like, the bare fucking Please. minimum to make this, like, just be somewhat, you know, I'm not looking for Somebody wholesome. Somebody was like, uh, I'm not saying yeah, wholesome. I guess. <laughs> Andrew Dab in the room. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, whatever. Jesus. Uh, God. I'm sorry, Andrew Deb. If you don't, I don't you, I'm yes. sure you don't actually talk like that, but probably just didn't even really think it through. Didn't realize it. Just much like young Chris was probably like, "It's fine. It's Sam Winchester. It's, it's okay. fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's funny when it's ha- when it, funny when it happens to a hawk." Yeah. Uh, she also tells tells Sam that the potion wouldn't work if unless uh, Sam already loved her, and of course Sam's like, "Yeah, right." If you and if you love <laughs> and if you really believe that, untie me. And she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to untie you." <laughs> just leaves him. <laughs> <laughs> really really great uh she goes to confront guy who is obviously a demon and who immediately tells her like hey yeah you can't get this for free anymore uh now you have to trade your soul for it i'll give you sam winchester uh and i'll give you a deal uh i'll give you 25 extra years uh autumn and i were talking about this when we we're watching this 25 years seems like a lot like if you know it's a lot it's because it's taking sam like winchester 30. off the board yeah, yeah yeah completely taking sam off the board for 25 years uh, so he won't be a threat when he's with her, I guess, is what their their reasoning is. So it's like a bonus for them. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, it, he seemed pretty surprised to see Sam Winchester at all. He was pretty shocked. Yeah, I, would, I think he'd be more surprised that there's a whole series of books that's been outlining their whole like demon clan. But you know, never mind mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Nobody asked Becky about supernatural. I guess just shut up, Becky, about the books already. Yeah. Uh, um, there's so a lot of that. Just, that exchange happens. Yeah. There's there's a lot of. Uh, like snide remark not snide remarks but becky makes a lot of like supernatural isn't even really that popular kind of comments throughout the episode too which i find pretty <laughs> amusing so yeah yeah uh, um dean and garth uh do some investigating and find where becky and sam are because uh, they're at like their honeymoon cabin or whatever uh he gets like the the info off of the back of an old picture of like it's the, the most like it's the biggest leap in logic that just works out really well for them. Here's a picture uh, they're of, able to... of, of a woman in front of a house. Oh yeah, that's definitely where she is now. Is the leap of logic there? <laughs> like that's so. It's so much. It's it's a big. Uh, it's a big step. But hey, uh, they were right. I mean, I uh, I think doesn't Garth didn't Dean say something to Garth about like you know did you ever gone fishing before? And he's like, no man, I got to think about the about fish. It's the eyes. They look <laughs> the dead. Eyes, yeah. <laughs> this Garth with the with the Garthisms is always really fun to me. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Becky is she comes back to to talk to Sam. Yeah, this and, is uh, I, time. I she she confesses everything, but she says, "I know you don't love me." And then Sam with the rag in the his mouth just be like, "You got that right." <laughs> <laughs> and his answer is just becoming longer and more complicated. So that she eventually has to take the rag out of his mouth. Yep, it's um, uh, it's that that the whole talking through a rag thing is, is very funny. But she's basically saying like she's laying out her spiel, right? Like I'm, I was so sad and lonely. I never accept. I never really clicked with anybody except for you know the supernatural message boards. Um, you know, I found Chuck and found out all this was real and started dating him. But then he dumped me, 
and you know I just like you're you're the thing that I've always wanted. So I'm going to go to Guy and I'm going to tell him that, that, that I'm going to go to the deal. God damn it, fucking Becky. I uh, I you know this is fine. I guess I just as a motivation for a character, it's 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 pretty flimsy. But I mean, like this whole mm-hmm. premise is kind of flimsy. So I'm just going to roll with it at this point. Yeah, but I like <laughs> she's like I felt like a loser, so I related to you in the books. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> First off, you can just see your sandwich Esther thinking like, please don't do that. I fuck yeah. werewolves, right? I'm not a therapist. So, um, smash cut to uh, her talking to Guy and being like, okay, I'm going to accept the deal. And then, uh, no, actually, I'm not. I trapped you in a devil's trap. Yeah, she has soaked. Uh, <laughs> there's a great line in here about blueberry vodka. Uh, she has soaked <laughs> a. She's spilled enough blueberry vodka to make a devil's trap. And of course, Garth says something like, blueberry vodka, the cure for all of life's ales. Um, <laughs> Which is very funny, but she she drops a lighter, lights it on fire. I, I really like the idea of them making this like perfectly symmetrical devil's trap uh, out of blueberry vodka. For some reason, it cracks me. Yeah, up. yeah. But they've caught the demon, uh, but they don't have both of them. So of course, like the second one shows up. Uh, ponytail. Ponytail shows up. Brian White shows up, and uh, <laughs> Becky is very excited that she like did the right thing. So she like runs over to Sam Winchester, <laughs> and is like, "Look at what I did!" And he, and he just looks at her and she's like, "Yeah, I'll just I'll just go over there now. I'm gonna get out of your way. I'm sorry." <laughs> it's like, yeah, remember when you roofied me like 45 minutes ago? Thanks, yeah, my dude, and took off my pants for some reason. That was not weird. over it. It was very You've very strange. My my Sam dong. Without my consent. Without my oh, Sam consent. Yeah. After this episode, he starts adding his own name into everything. <laughs> you looked at my Sam dong without my Sam consent while I was trying to eat my Sam salad. The uh, So Brian Wade shows up, and uh, there, there's a fight. And essentially what happens here is that uh, Guy gets uh, Dean in a stranglehold, and the assistant... He tries to do an exorcism. I love when they try the good old-fashioned verbal uh, exorcism. Something the they haven't really say, done. And then he just gets cut off. Yeah, yeah and then he gets immediately strangled. Yeah, they they haven't really cared about any of these meat suits in a long time, so it's nice to see them have a, expressing just a goddamn <laughs> shred of humanity every once in a while. Uh, Sam gets kind of force-choked by, by Brian Wade, and uh, but Becky... Garth gets knocked out at some point. He gets knocked out pretty early, so I was kind of disappointed that he has not really nothing to do. But Becky sneaks up, grabs the demon knife, and stabs the demon in the back. And then there's the the cool uh, double brother assist move. Oh, of, double brother knife toss! Forget yeah, fucking, about it. It's so it, good. Dude. Loving it. Straight up, shoot, you know, throws it at, at Dean, and uh, Dean is about to stab the dude when no, uh, who else but Crowley shows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crowley says that the. The, the Brian Wade guy, whose real name is Jackson, but we're going to keep calling him Brian Wade because of the ponytail. Um, if nobody, if like people are listening to this and don't know that like Brian Wade is our friend, it's going to be very confusing that we're calling him. Brian and then he doesn't have a ponytail. And then he totally does not have this ponytail either. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Dean has this dude hostage, has a guy hostage, and Crowley is basically basically wants to make a deal. It says, you know, hey. I've been keeping all of the, my demons away from you because I knew you were having trouble with the Leviathans. I don't like the Leviathans either. You know, have you met that dick yet? Which is which is really fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I have been keeping my people away from you so that you could go do your thing. You know, I want this one back because he's breaking the rules. And he goes into this whole thing about, like, you know, if we can't honor our contracts, that's the only thing we have. Why would anybody bother with us? They'll just think we're shit or whatever, which I guess is fine. Like, I don't know why this this is bugging me. Like, I, this this whole, like, legalese contract stuff is, is really kind of weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess Crowley's concerned that... The- People need to believe that if they sell their soul, they'll actually get the thing that they want. Otherwise, they will never sell their soul. But, like, most people don't even, like, know about this shit. It's not like hunters out here selling their souls. You know, 
give or take a few. Um, <laughs> give or take the entire Winchester clan, but still. Uh, it's usually just Joe Schmoes. Yeah. Eventually, they just agree, right? And, uh, and yeah. Crowley gets some fun moments here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm into, you know, whenever Crowley shows up, it's always good times. Um, he also has that one line in here about, like, this isn't Wall Street. We have some fucking integrity, which I think is, <laughs> yeah. is really great. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Crowley just chewing up that scenery is all he's doing. Yeah. Um, they just give the dude to Crowley. Crowley disappears with everybody. And then uh, he also, uh, like, makes a show of burning all of the o- open contracts that this dude had because this dude was claiming souls too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, we are in full epilogue moment. Uh, we get this goodbye scene between Sam and Becky. <laughs> Can't ex- forget that Garth wakes up at the end of this exchange and it's just like what I what miss. I miss. <laughs> it's yeah. just so stupid, but it, like by this point, I was laughing at everything Garth Garth was doing. Garth is one of those one of those one of those blessed people that just anything that he does is funny. Like you can just even yeah. if it's meant to be funny. Like anytime that dude is on the screen, he's fucking hilarious. He's a blessing. Um, but like yeah, like I said, like the whole like Marmaduke thing or whatever. I was like, this is forced and it's hammy and it's not funny. Yeah, but yeah, by the end got his hooks in me got into it so uh sam and becky sign some annulment paperwork so that they're not technically married anymore uh <laughs> sam tries his <laughs> autumn in the background by the way this entire time was just insisting like sam just throw a hump in her just throw a hump in her give her one for the team she <laughs> helped you one. out she saved your life <laughs> she, she wants this so bad sam just give she it wants to it her. so bad just give her give her give her a little slice slice off a little bit of that sam pie um oh <laughs> They do the, uh, so they do the, the annulment paperwork and he kind of, uh, he tells her basically like, Hey, you're not a loser. You're, you're really special. And she's like, I don't, I don't believe you at all. And that's pretty much the end of that because yeah, Yeah. that's real weird. (laughs) He's like, yep. Um, All right. Well, (laughs) that checks out. And then we say goodbye to Garth who gives both of them a giant hug and then jumps in his fucking El Camino, which is kind of a weird thing because this is not the first time we've seen driving around in El Camino and I just, I really like yeah. El Caminos. So I'm pretty happy about this. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Dean says that Garth doesn't suck. It's, it's a nice moment. He also like had eyes for Becky real, real quick there. There was oh, some yeah, little yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just like, no, Garth, no. no, no, no. Um, and Becky even looks like, oh yeah, there's a boy paying attention to me. Like my character will respond to that. Yeah. Um, and then we get the closest thing to like a brother moment that we're going to get for a while. And it's Sam saying like, Hey man, like they always do. Hey man, that stuff I said back then when I was possessed by love or that ghost or whatever. <laughs> uh, Hey, I didn't need it. But Sam is like, yo, for real though. Like I do need you watching my back. Like, like I know you always have, and I, I need you to continue doing that. Cause you know, I'm like trying to make myself better, but like, and I, and it's working, but like, it's good having you around. Um, so like maybe take care of yourself because like I'm I'm okay now so, so whatever specifically saying like it's got to be a relief for you to not have to take care of me or to take care of anybody mm-hmm. like you can you can now focus on yourself and uh, Sam gets into the car and then Dean is just like left looking over the ha ha yeah sure Sam yeah, yeah that's that's no problem I definitely have a lot of things that I've been planning on doing now that I have to deal with my own personality and and, yeah. and, and, and oh god what's happening. I literally wrote that we've had this conversation 30 times, but like, sure. It seem, <laughs> it does it does seem like they've had this conversation a lot, and it does seem like Dean should have like figured all of this out by now. But, you know, hey, we're in, we're in soap opera territory, Chris. Like, mm-hmm. we're, 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 this is where we live now, so. It is what it is. Any last thoughts on this episode? Uh, outside of the creepy non-consent shit, uh, mm-hmm. this episode was okay. It's a t- it's a run of the mill monster of the week episode. Nothing um, 
to I mean it just flows it flows fine Garth is fine there's funny moments with Jared uh it's just a shame that they had to like mask what could have been a funny thing in this kind of sinister pretext because I actually didn't ever really talk about that during this that once like especially looking at him like chained to the bed and stuff and it starts being like okay this is pretty fucked up like they're they're going for like some dark shit in this episode of Supernatural but then they just dial back as much as they can by like having uh becky save the day and like everything's okay she did a bad thing but she didn't really fall through with it because they didn't sleep together so uh but it's like yeah i mean <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fucked up like we've had guy like remember um that like teen necromancer in season two who like brought that girl <laughs> yeah, back yeah, to life like yeah, yeah. i mean we just talked about how creepy that is and that wasn't even like drugging her it was just like her zombified corpse and we were still like hey man not cool or the uh or the twins with the mind control power yeah yeah like, back from season two yeah yeah we've been called it's just like good. there's always this creepy shit and we always call it out when it's the dudes um and it even like I can just say my own prejudice when you just see a hunk, you think like it's fine, he's okay, um, but it's not. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's it's not okay. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, like I think the episode is is pretty good, and especially you yeah. know considering season seven, like this is this is this is above the bar. I think of mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. a, a decent episode. Uh, I like the fact that there was like some demon infighting, like that the this this shitty demon had got it had hired brian way to like steal people's souls basically like, yeah. that's pretty good and like crowley finding out about it is kind of fun too mm-hmm. um and then you know just some some pretty interesting kills like there's only like i think two but like they're still pretty good so yeah uh yeah overall i like it i'm uh i'm looking forward to next week uh i was at lunch today chris you know this uh <laughs> our patrons know this because i posted about it in our discord today but I was at lunch today and they were playing Supernatural on one of the TVs in the restaurant that I was in. And it was literally, I didn't recognize the the episode. And I was like, that's weird because I'm kind of a Supernatural expert at this point. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. a lot about Supernatural. Uh, and it's literally the next episode that we're covering for the podcast is the one after wow. this, which is pretty weird. So I got kind of a preview and it's all about Dick. It's all oh. about Dick. Hey, <laughs> it's about time we got some Dick. About time we finally got some Dick in this podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you everybody listening thank you everybody leaving reviews thank you for people writing in and telling us that they're binging the podcast Chris mentioned that earlier but we've gotten those DMs or those those emails and they're just extremely great I love it so much mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week if you want to talk about me talk to me or Chris we're on the Twitters I'm at JG Greer Chris you are www.twitter.com slash local bones excellent okay thank you very much for the for the full address there <laughs> i can't uh, end the bit yet all right you're gonna keep that one going you can find the podcast at monsterweek.cool that has links to everything be sure to check out the instagram page for chris's amazing uh podcast art this season it's been phenomenal so definitely go check that out and we'll be back next week with more dick bye guys uh, look forward to dick <laughs>
actually, none of that is staying in because I wasn't recording your side of the audio. So, oh, I wasn't recording my audio either, but I forgot all of my things. Oh, you ever, um, you ever eat something and then immediately think, oh, buddy, that was a bad idea? <laughs> yes, yes, I have many, many times. <sighs> well, buddy, that was a bad idea. <laughs> What'd you eat? What's up, Chris? I just said you, I had, I've previously spoken about man i can fucking all i can hear is my own goddamn voice because these headphones i've spoken about these uh delicious chicken fingers in the past oh yeah these are the ones that wreck you every time you eat them but you can't stop Uh, every fucking time man but i keep coming back i keep fucking coming back my headphones are slowly slipping off my head hold on Still need to work on replacing these, but uh, they'll do for now. I was going to ask you about that. Hey, if I was gaming, these would be primo. But I'm trying to talk, so all I hear is me, and I don't like it. So what do you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you want me to do. Is there a like? Can you just turn off the monitor output from your your mic? No, it's not that. It's just like. You know, if you hold your hands over your ears, you can, like, hear your heart beating. Oh, I got <laughs> like, you. Yes, I got you. Yeah. So you're just, you're just getting accustomed to something new, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I got, I got my voice in my head. I got some burps in my belly. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, I'll try not to burp on mic. It could happen, though. I'm not promising anything. Not editing out any burps. It's not what they pay me for. <clears throat> I bought a no, new. I can respect uh, that. I, I can respect a, that. I bought a new mic stand. <laughs> oh, and, for sure. And it came with like the whole stand, but not the thing that holds the mic. Apparently, you have to buy that separately. So it's literally just a stand that doesn't. I'm hold pretty the mic. sure. I'm pretty sure I had the exact same situation. Yeah. But my old mic stand's mic holder was uh, would fit onto this, so it all worked out for me. <laughs> I got one of those like table mic stands. It's just like a. Same oh, weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. What we I'm, might have the same one. That's exactly what I'm working with over here. Does mine says on stage on it? I think that's the brand. Um, this one doesn't. Have it. it just says. Oh no, wait. Stage rocker is what this one. Wow, is. you're wow. Yeah. I didn't realize I had a uh, Kurt Cobain over yep, here. Yep, yep. I'm just uh, recording a little podcast about Supernatural, then I'm going to get right back into writing Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's the, that's my afternoon. <laughs> just going to just gonna finish up great, writing great title. Teen, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, I think this is going to be the single, uh, because they, they won't let me play that, that my other popular song, which is Rape Me, over and over again. Yep. So, yeah, that's, no. yeah, I think it's going to be Smells that's Like tricky. Teen Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I've, yeah. I just gotta convince this guy from Queens of the Stone Age to stop playing with the fucking xylophone and put play some real drums for a little while. Yeah. Hey, how about you um, <laughs> time, play a, a time a, a traveling Kurt real Cobain. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a fun bit. Time traveling Kurt Cobain is my new best friend. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Kurt Cobain. I wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit." What's happening over here? Free healthcare? Wow. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> Going back to 1992. So- So I I encountered a time traveler on Saturday. Oh yeah. Oh yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> we were out to lunch. We're having a good old time. I'm texting you. You were there. I was you know. there. Yeah, I was. I was. I might have well. Might as well have been there. And I and I look up and I see this man with this silver 
shock of just of long hair. And first I thought it was actually, I, th- I thought it was my friend's dad, because my friend's dad has really long silver hair. Really surprised you but, didn't think it was um, Gestalt from the, from the Witcher series. So, because this, no, because Geralt is like, he's cut, like he, like Geralt's a hunk with white hair. Sure. This guy was just an older guy oh, <laughs> with was, long silver hair. He was and I was like, that's me. <laughs> he, he's just had like a regular type body. Like he looked very normal. He was holding his iPad like it was his cell phone, but you know, he was like playing a game on it or something. And he had glasses. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know this. I do wear glasses. Um, and I was looking over. I couldn't, I just could not believe it. I was like, just that's fucking me. That's me. And I guess you in the future, there was some like lady with like a little, like she had bangs. Jess used to have bangs. I was like, I guess you're getting bangs back, Jess, because that's us in the future. I like this is fucked up. I like how, like, I don't, well, I don't, I don't know what restaurant you were at. I specifically asked if it was Chili's and you said it was not Chili's. So. We were not at Chili's. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I love this idea that time traveling Chris and Jess have come back from the future to eat at like some random place in the town that mm-hmm. they both live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh god, I got to go back and have like that burger that I've been craving for the last yeah. 40 years. I had I had pork wrapped in bacon. It was f- fucked up how good it was. Was this you or was this your your, your the time traveling great fox? Oh, this was this was present day me. Okay, this was current uh, current Chris as I like to call current Chris. <laughs> Not future Chris. I just don't know if if future me stepped into like sort of a time slip and I was then back in 2018 or if current chris slipped into you know 2040 or something you know um or at the rate that my hair is going silver 2022 like it's at this 2019 just a couple years from now i'm gonna have um, to put this yeah. picture that you sent me of the gray fox and in, in, in the show notes somehow. <laughs> yeah, i was trying so hard to get it he was like the furthest he could be away from me it, it was it's a very blur it's definitely like you're taking pictures of of aliens in the sky like it's like yes. it's that yes. kind of same quality <laughs> it's definitely like yeah. i spotted i saw an alien in, in the deserts of phoenix and and took a picture and of this him. is the best <laughs> it's 10 times zoom on an iphone <laughs> camera <laughs> with with like a pair of binoculars held up over the lens yeah and then i cropped out everything around him to delete any context for what was happening because if i kept in the full shot you would have been like i don't see what you're talking yeah, about yeah. there's so much other visual information too distracted by all the chilies <laughs> signage around yeah all the, <laughs> the huge yeah i had, to, I had to edit out all the chili signage <laughs> you just don't want to be shamed um, by me again <clears throat> so <laughs> we uh well there is a chilies next door barnes and noble so that's our fucking saturday usually right there um that's that's extraordinarily what? cute. I don't think I know that I've said that on the podcast before, but like going to a Barnes and Noble and being like, "Oh yeah, there's a Chili's right next to it," is some like fucking. That's a that's what you do in a flyover state, Chris. That's what someone from Kansas does. And <laughs> that's like, what we do. Not not, not throwing shade at Kansas. Like there's there's plenty of nice towns in Kansas with nice stuff to do. I'm just saying, like that's a Sam and Dean are from there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is what you do when you're like when there's nothing else in town. Like that's that's what you you go to a Barnes and Noble and you like browse. Yeah, and then you no, go I, to the, do the more Chili's than next door. What's, I like, what's happening I, at the Chili's nowadays? What's good at, to eat at a Chili's? Not, not, not a whole lot. Um, they have cheap margaritas, which Jess likes. But um, we actually we we used to go like pretty frequently because we're like, yeah, whatever. It's just food. We don't give a shit. Uh, and then we just said we had like one too many like mediocre to bad meal. And we're like, let's not do this anymore. <laughs> we waited like maybe a full year. And then whatever that time that I texted you that I was at Chili's was the first time we'd come back to it. Was it um, coming but home hey, again? we, it was like coming home again. I was like, man, you, you never know. Like other restaurants, they fit, you know, they make sense. They, they fit, but they fit like a mitten. 
we go into we walk into a Chili's, we go, God damn, this fits like a glove. You know, it just feels right. What do you think that so- Kurt Cobain would say if he went to, went to the future and found out that you were still eating at a Chili's in 2018? I don't, th- I don't know. <laughs> do you think I don't that think there Kurt would be proof? You think I'm not that totally he would be, sure. I mean, he would probably have a lot of problems with your lifestyle in general, just because. Ah, oh, def. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, you know, severe lack of uh, hardcore drugs. I think would probably be the first thing. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big no no. Um. I'm not like I'm not even I'm not super punk like I try to be a you know a, a good feminist I think you'd appreciate that but but what was early '90s feminism we don't even know we don't even know what it was like. So let me let me ask you a question, Chris Mosier. What's up? When was the first Chili's opened and where? Oh, um, it was um in uh, Chile. Yeah. In <laughs> totally. um, in, okay. in 1788. It's, it's, wow! It's kind of like a You're really going for it. Yeah, <laughs> I now have to Google and see if even Chile was a, was Chile in, 19, <laughs> in 1788. <laughs> uh, 1975 in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's kind of sort of what I said. Um, as of 2015, how many locations do you think Chili's has? This is world. Oh, this is million. worldwide. This an is even, worldwide. An even million. You're a pretty even million. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Um, you went too high. No, let's say. Um, well, there's there's two within very reasonable driving distance of me. Okay. So, so I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say there's ten thousand. Ten thousand. I'm gonna say there's ten thousand chilies. As of uh, 2015, they have 1,580 locations worldwide. You know that feels way more accurate than what i said not only because it is accurate <laughs> that's the big but thing. because when you really when you really take a second to stop and think um that's a f- fucking 10,000 chilies is too many that's like i don't even think there are that many walmarts um i live in a high population area massachusetts you spread that so of course there's two within driving distance mm-hmm. you spread that shit out across the entire country get real chris it's not 10,000 of them you don't put fucking 10,000 chilies in kansas it's a flyover state <laughs> In September 2017, Chili's dropped about 40% of its menu items to focus on burgers, ribs, and something called vaginas. I'm not sure what that is, but... Yeah, vaginas. Uh, it's a Dragon Ball Z character. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why I don't recognize he's it. He's the second to go... Oh, no, he's the third to go Super Saiyan. Um, Wait, there's yeah, but, uh, people track when people go super i thought people just went super i, I track time. when people go super okay well that that's now that's current day dbz don't fucking fade it out until i get to the good details <laughs> goku is the first to go super saiyan after they kill this friend krillin trunks future trunks travels back in time he goes he's super saiyan i mean if you want to talk about chronology that gets all crazy because he's a time traveler but in the show dragon ball z he's the second person to go super saiyan and then his father goes super saiyan vegeta uh vagina excuse me Um, so, anyway, back to my time traveler story, and no, I'm not talking about future trunks. I'm sorry, were you talking about Dragon Ball Z still? I thought I saw a man (laughs) for all to life. (laughs) No, I'm talking about my time traveling adventures. So, on our way out of the restaurant, Mm -hmm. I honestly, like, I saw the guy in the waiting area, and then he went off, he sat down somewhere, and I thought, oh, he's just up at the bar, probably. Sure. Because I didn't see, I did, I did scan around and look for him, and I didn't see him. Um, As I'm walking out, I'm putting my jacket on as I'm walking, which is not a good move. Just put your jacket on before you start moving, kids. It's not safe this way, because you get flying elbows, which is exactly what I have, and my flying elbow brushed against the back of his chair, and I looked to just make sure I didn't hit the person who, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. was right there, and I thought, oh my god, you could have it's me you could have destroyed the time stream I mean, and i said to jess i was like i'm so fucking thankful 
that I didn't I didn't hit that guy because I who knows what what could have happened. I could have messed something up. I mean, you're not supposed to touch, right? Like that could that could blow up the time. Frame. I mean, I can't imagine you're supposed to see each other. I don't remember what time, Let alone time traveling show. Um, that shit said that that you can't touch like you can't oh because the same matter can't exist in the same space at the same time that was mm-hmm. the logic so mm-hmm. like anytime you touched somebody which doesn't make sense because that's not the same matter like 12 year old jeremy no. <clears throat> does not have all the same parts and pieces that 30 year old jeremy had you know what i'm no. saying no pubes no, no there's a lot there's a lack <laughs> startling lack of hair just some weird hairless from the neck down monster monstrosity that just really loves nintendo <laughs> Um, I know in, uh, in Futurama, weirdly, I've seen this episode a lot for some reason, where, uh, what's his name, Fry goes back in time and then becomes his own grandfather, which is never, never the situation you want to be in. Wasn't that a Weird Al song, too? Oh, no, no. God, I don't know. No, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a Ray Stevens song. I think I've talked about Ray Stevens on this podcast before. He's like a... I'm sure. He's like the I'm country sure. music Weird Al. Well, no, he's not really, he doesn't do parodies, but, like, he's like a... What, what's what's like a good like it's like country music lonely island right okay <laughs> like okay. it's it's, That's it's a that. good reference yeah, yeah. there we go we, we found it i was gonna get there eventually <laughs> i used to really like weird al because he had so many star wars songs so i was just like well i'm a little kid and my favorite thing is star wars so uh this checks out i had this conversation with uh gary who was um down here for a week or so we were talking about weird al yankovic and uh I like I'd listen to Weird Al. Like I remember when he did um uh Amish Paradise to the tune mm-hmm. of Coolio's Gangster Paradise. And mm-hmm. um like that whole album I remember listening to a lot. I remember listening to like Frank's three thousand inch TV. I remember listening to all that stuff. And then that was it. Like that's all of the Weird Al I've ever needed since then. Like and every once in a while he'll it'll pop up and like, oh Weird Al has done something funny again. And I'll like watch that YouTube video and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's I guess that's kinda funny. And then I'll just like keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really don't. Uh, he had uh, um something about he did American Pie or whatever, but it was about episode one. Um, see, and this is weird to me because th- not only have I not bothered to see the movie American Pie, I had no idea that he, that Weird Al was doing Star Wars songs. Well, the song, whatever the song is called, I'm a Miss American Pie. Oh, song. yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Sorry, um, like, why is he parodying? Not, yeah, movie? not the movie. Um, but um, and then he yeah he did one. Uh, the song Lola, but it was Yoda. Uh, so I might, I might Chris, have heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Little Chris thought that was cool. Uh, and then there was just one that was like, I'm bad, like Michael Jackson, bad, but it was just, I'm fat. Trunk, stop falling over, you fucking piece of shit. If you're going to go Super Saiyan, you can at least stand on your two goddamn feet. Pardon. Trunks was acting like a real fucking shithead. I got him, though. I told him off. To clarify, a figure of a character called Trunks keeps falling over. Yeah, um, Trunks is definitely like from the Kanye West album, right? That that sci-fi epic opera. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Time traveling, <laughs> time traveling. Kurt Cobain told me that was coming down the line, so don't worry. You, you guys, what? you guys okay, haven't heard sweet. that yet. So, have you ever seen the tweet? This is an old old thing of Kanye West reach or like posting a YouTube video to his twitter 
and being like this it's like a top 10 anime list that somebody oh yeah yeah and him being like yo there's no way yeah (laughs) there's no way that like spirited away is better than akira yeah but it's like just some kids anime like youtube video that kanye fucking googled or he went on youtube and he typed in top 10 anime and he found this kid's list and he was like i fucking vehemently disagree with you It's ranked 422 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Just beneath Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> I guess we need to we need to go ahead and go through these 500 top songs. Can you guess, um, like, can you give me your top 10 guesses? I don't know, probably fucking like Hey Jude or something. Hey, Jude, something is no, hey Jude is number 8. Congratulations. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good job. Um, Sympathy for the Devil, is it, you think that's the most popular Stone song? Um, the Rolling Stones is here, but uh, it is not that song. Okay, interesting. Um, would it be Wild Horses? Wow. I'm going to end this podcast. Did you just say Wild Horses? Yeah, who's that by? <laughs> the, the, the Wild Stallions, of course. The other time-traveling rock band. Come on, Chris. Well, who is Wild Horses by? I don't remember who Wild Horses is. Are you talking about like that, that Wild Horses yeah. song? I don't... That's... <laughs> Oh, it is the Rolling Stones. Yeah, what the hell? I must be thinking <laughs> of a, I must be thinking of a, of a mix. <laughs> um, all right, I bet t- it smells like Teen Spirit in the top ten. Number nine. Okay, so it's beat out only by Hey Hey Jude. Um, Number eight. Yep. No, and I will say okay. just to give you some some help. Uh, in the top ten, there's no band that appears twice. Okay, you think that there's something by? Uh, oh, something by, like Elvis or somebody in there, right? Oh, oh, wait. Uh, Technically, the same band doesn't appear twice. Okay, so we got like a Paul McCartney jam on there or something like that, or a John Lennon jam. Yep, yep, you got it. Okay. Is it Paul Is it Paul or John? It's John, which it probably will tell you what song it is. What, yeah, wait, wait, hold on. What is John Lennon's biggest song? For some reason, I just thought Working Class Hero, but I don't think that would be his, like... Nope. <laughs> big <laughs> song. It's is not that one. Uh, starting from the bottom, number 10, Ray Charles' What I Say. Number 9, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number 8, The Beatles, Hey Jude. 7, Chuck Berry, Johnny Be Good. Number 6, mm-hmm. Preach Boys, Good Vibrations. 5, Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Fuck yeah. 4, <laughs> Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, which I thought that was a, a Four Non Blonde song. So, um... Just a little four non blonde humor there for you. Number three, <laughs> John Lennon with Imagine. <laughs> oh, duh. Uh, number two, Rolling Stones with I Can't Get No Satisfaction. And finally, number one, uh, Bob Dylan with, can you guess? Um, I'll give you a hint. No. The magazine is The Rolling Stones. Oh, like a Rolling Stone. There you go. <laughs> you nailed Man. it. I can't believe I didn't think of Bob Dylan earlier. It's like when uh, GameStop's, or not GameStop's, sorry, Game Informer's um, top 300 list that they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't, obviously, I don't care. Everybody has their lists. I wanted to see which of my favorite games made it on there. And I think, like, my whole top five, except for Final Fantasy VIII, made it on there. Which is that that is not a very, like, highly regarded game. It's just a game that I like because of, you know, memories and stuff. Um, so I was, like, pretty satisfied. But it is it is a little bit funny to me that we're still unable to get past the super nintendo and i don't know if it's because those were really the best games ever made or if it's just because those same dudes are still the same people who are writing these lists writing these things or (laughs) whoever it is like whoever the torch has been passed to like everyone is still pretending that they're the greatest games ever so that they have cool points and like i i like going to the past which was their number one game 
but like I thought it was fine. I'm also not a huge Zelda fan. I think that their games are like okay. Um, well, that's that's I get it. I get Zelda. I just was never person. I wasn't a Nintendo kid. Um, so I just always feel like everybody's fucking hamming it up. I'm like, I do. I bet there's other games that are better than this, I've, but uh, you just won't ever say it. I've thought I've thought about this quite a bit because I think that the Super Nintendo was kind of the culmination of video games that had come before it. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a pretty clear line, especially if you exclude some like weird stuff on the PC or stuff that was coming out. But like, it felt like these are video games taken to their highest yeah. degree, right? And the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. was one of those systems that it felt like. Uh, I've made this reference before, but you know how like everybody growing up had Metallica's The Black Album, and you can just kind <laughs> yeah. of assume that like it just got mailed to you when you turned twelve or something. <laughs> I feel like the Super Nintendo was the same way. Like everybody had a Super Nintendo. It feels like that. I know it's not true, so you know, don't at me Twitter or, or whatever. Right, um, right. But you know, it felt like that was the culmination of all of the art, the music, and everything up to that point. And uh, and now when you look back at those games, they're really really pretty. Like they still look really good. Or yeah. I, think, I think the especially those early PlayStation games. Like I think you can find some stuff there that looks good, but a lot of it is is really rough because they were just now exploring. You know mm-hmm. how how to do stuff in 3D. Like seams coming apart and everything. Like they didn't right, understand like, how, uh, how to put all that stuff together. Final Fantasy VII is like this hallmark game. But like look at it. <laughs> Man, I, I even at its best, it still looks bad. <laughs> I tried, Chris. I tried because I I have you know I, I had not never played final fantasy 7 it came out on ps4 uh and it like it had all of the stuff that sounded like i could maybe blitz through it like you could speed it mm-hmm. up you can just turn on um never die mode and infinite magic or whatever so you can literally just like destroy everything and right. i, I still like it's still like i, I was kind of getting into it but i I just it's not it's not a good look <clears throat> excuse me it's not no. a good looking game no it's not um final fantasy 8 is not a good looking game either the only thing i will give it is that it's um as far as holding up, like Squall's face has always looked like a dog. It's just the way that it is. But they're uh, realistically proportioned, <laughs> so like they're tall and they're not little uh, baby people, which I think makes it hold up a little bit better uh, in that regard. But then you look at something like Tomb Raider, which is like obviously those games are highly regarded as as classics and like genre defining. But like they played like a poo poo, and now if you look at them, it's like it's horrifying. Yep. I, I mean, I just, I think, I think, and I think that's the reason why everybody's so into those, the Super Nintendo games, because a, a, a big part of it is just like, yeah, games journalists like started writing about video games when Super Nintendo started, right? Like they were like, yeah. oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, but also like those games just hold up in a way that are, you know, they're just easier to play. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see what lists look like in 10 years. Um, when inevitably it is the next batch of writers. You did know? your uh, did your future self come back in time and just to tell you that you were going to be the most boring old person ever? It's going to be interesting to see what list look like in ten years. <laughs> well, I mean, this list, as far as like, it's going to like what the gaming consensus is on. Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> Barbara, let me tell you about the list I saw today, honey. You're not going to believe. You're this. not going to believe this. I got to go back in time. <laughs> I have to go back in time. I have to warn myself. Tell young Chris to watch out for the list the grand beast <laughs> i don't want him to miss any i feel like i missed a lot of list in my life <clears throat> so i did go mm-hmm. to a, a, a toys r us by the way you did or didn't i did oh yeah um it what's the last time you've been to a toys r us like um probably close to 10 years ago yeah it's it's been a long time for me they have the weirdest toys now like everything in that store is just <laughs> extremely bizarre and strange and it's obviously it's weird because they have obvious toys that are not for our kids at all 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody needs, um, oh, what was it? It was like, a, who was the guy that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays on The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, Negan or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, like, they had an action figure of that dude, and I'm like, I'm pretty, like, I'm only, I don't watch The Walking Dead, but like, I have seen that Dave Chappelle skit where he pretends to be right. vegan and just murders a bunch of people. I'm pretty sure, like, nobody at Toys R Us is buying that yeah, or anything that's for, for their kids. That's for um, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that. There's a... Uh, there were no like sale or clearance stuff like none of that no. existed. It was up until the very uh, end of our of our trip over there. Me and Gary went by. I, I you could have just assumed that nobody in the store knew that Toys R Us was closing. Uh, huh. And there was just a lot of like weird and goofy and, and stuff in there. Like you can just get you can just buy stuff, man. It's just it's just all horrible and bad. I don't like any of it. There's mm-hmm. a, a whole lot of toys, like several lines of toys around pooping and how gross it is. Uh, Interesting. At the end of this whole thing, we were we were checking out, and uh, they asked Gary for his phone number, and he gave it to him. And the chicken was like, "Oh yeah, you're Gary," and he's like, "Yeah, that's right." And uh, she asked me for my telephone number, and I was like, "I don't. I'm, why would I give you my telephone number? I don't want you to have that." <laughs> uh, I didn't say it like that. I was just like, "No, I don't. I don't have any, any anything." He's like, uh, "What? You know, what is that for?" He's like, "Is that for some like you know points or something?" She's like, "Yeah, absolutely." He goes, "Well, what what can I do with my points?" And then this dude from like across the store looked up and says, "Not much anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ouch, damn, that's cold." Oh, it's just a very bad place, is what I'm saying. Don't go to Toys R Us. Yeah, I can't imagine that all my childhood dreams would be shattered because I used to love going there when I was a kid. You know, that meant new toys. How, uh, like, because we had a Toys R Us near the town that I lived in, but I probably like that was maybe once a year for me. So, like, any time I got to go to a Toys R Us, I felt like. It was just, it was fucking Christmas. It was you know it was yeah. just like go in and like all of the stuff that I'd never heard before it was 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 there. Like was that your experience or did you go kind of a lot? No, it was probably like it was more than once a year, but it was still only a handful of times, like three or four times a year maybe. For because there was fucking three of us children, so there was different reasons to go there. And I would always just be like, Dad, oh my god, have you seen the Power Rangers over there? Come on, Dad, hook me up. <laughs> It was pretty easy to convince my dad to buy me action figures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, I want that thing, and I'll let you watch Supernatural. I wasn't the type of kid who got everything. I mean, I did I did quite all right. Um, but a lot of times it felt like my dad was just like, yeah, whatever. Because he had, by the time that I was like eight or nine, and I still wanted to get like different toys and stuff, my sisters were teenagers so he was like this one is still really really easy to deal with if i just give him a toy (laughs) if i give him the star wars guy that he wants then it'll be fine so i definitely benefited from that (laughs) take your take your weird backwards books and get out of my hair christmas yeah hey i hadn't discovered my backwards books yet okay it's a simpler time although when i started getting into lego that was that was the trouble because those things are fucking expensive (laughs) those things are expensive and they're like real easy to lose everything about so yeah yeah they're a nightmare I never, I never was a, like a huge Lego guy. Like I got into it a little bit, but not, not nothing, nothing like, um, I, I like you know, obviously Allison is our is our good friend that we both know mm-hmm. that um, is really really into some some Lego stuff, and uh, just I never got into like building the sets or anything like that. It was just always like, oh hey, my my step cousin gave me like forty five pieces that, <laughs> that just came from like a McDonald's box or something. And oh, there's, yeah, there's still a yep. piece of hamburger on this. So it's the best kind of Lego hamburger coated with hamburger Lego. My favorite, favorite kind of Lego. What's uh? We haven't talked in a long time. How, how have you been, man? Things are good. Yeah, I'm okay. 
I played to, uh, Tomb Raider Legend last week and got the Platinum Trophy in it. That, a, that did not take long. No, it was really easy, and I knew it would be. I was just cleaning my um my shelves. I was dusting, which, and uh, I found which one is that? Is that that's not the reboot, right? That's the one before. It was the reboot, but from like PS2 and Xbox 360. I gotcha. It wasn't like a full on reboot, but they were like, let's do let's do some new stuff. Um, and I always really liked Tomb Raider. Uh, it was my sister. I think got uh one of them on PS1. I don't remember which one it was, and um. She never really ended up playing many video games, but she would occasionally like get them. Just to, I don't know why. Uh, so I played a lot of Tomb Raider as a kid, and then they did the reboot on 360. And I was like, now I'm an adult, aka I'm 14. Uh, I'm ready for this. And whatever reason, I rented that game from GameFly. Thought it was a fun game. Got really close to like 100%ing it, and then I just didn't. Um, and I sent it back. And so I was looking through my games, found that, um, and I was like, huh, okay, I'll think about it. I am looking for something that like to just sort of grind away at because i really started to enjoy putting on an audiobook and playing shadow of the colossus and not having to pay attention i was like maybe i'll find something like that and that's what this turned into i just listened to the girl with the dragon tattoo on audiobook and um <laughs> that's a did, weird like the speed weird combination of, of, of things like you listening yeah. to the girl with the dragon tattoo and also uh playing tomb raider it feels st- strangely apropos for some reason Mm-hmm. I've turned out I'm like a big fan of those books. I totally forgot those, about that. Those books are really good. I've only I've seen uh, two of the Swedish films, and I I watched the f- the first American film. I don't know if they ever made another version. They never did. Yeah. And the I was I remember really like good. for yeah uh, I've seen those. I've seen um, well I've seen the first one of those or the first two of those. I had never saw the third one. Um, when the American one came out, the David Fincher one, everybody that I like knew was like the Swedish ones are better. But man, I got to I think that the American one is considerably better. It's it the way that it deals with these Swedish issues is really interesting because it's an entirely extremely like Swedish story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to do an American reboot of it would be weird. Um but it seems like they're very aware of what they're doing and like um Mikhail Daniel Craig's character speaks with an English accent. And then uh, Rooney Mara playing Lisbeth speaks with a fake Swedish accent. And then uh, Stalin Skarsgård speaks with a real Swedish accent. And I only got this because I watched a YouTube video on all of it. Somebody explaining like why all these decisions were made to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I've seen that movie a lot for some reason. I don't know why. I've seen it like five or six times probably. And um, yeah, I really like the books. I have not read all of them. I read the first two and then I didn't get around to reading the third one. I have it. Um been thinking about it for like a year now and then thought you know what i'll grab the audiobook boom and i'll listen through the first two and then i can read the third one again and then i'm good big fan it's good yeah i like those a lot did you did you uh do you know any of the, like the history with the author or anything i know that he was like a journalist and uh, a feminist and like an activist and all these things and that he's fucking dead and people think he was murdered and- yeah dude got straight up disappeared <laughs> by, by yeah. like probably the stuff that he was writing about yeah so that's kind of freaky and bad um i did recently picked up like the ones that were written after he died i don't know if they're any good they have like some good reviews and then some really bad reviews i don't even know if i'm gonna end up reading them but i got them because <laughs> that's what i do that's what happens when you go to the barnes and noble next to chili's and you buy yeah. shit you don't yeah. need <laughs> um because i know that he wrote like he wrote more books after the ones that were published but they weren't in order like he wrote book like six rather than writing book four so I don't know if those will ever come out, or I don't. I don't remember. It's all. It's also long ago now. 
Oh, Jesus, we're 34 minutes in. We are. We should probably actually do a podcast. Yeah. Let me uh, let me go pee. I'll be right back. Whew. Almost fell in. I, you know, I don't, I don't normally make that joke because I think it's pretty dumb. But uh, you were gone for such a long time. I was legit. Where I was like, I wonder, like, can I just send Jess a DM and let her know to check on Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, she wouldn't see it for so long. That girl doesn't look at her fucking phone. <laughs> I'll be like in the other room and I'll text her and be like, "Do you want something to eat?" Because I'm really lazy and I won't just go get her. <laughs> And she never responds. Maybe I should, maybe that just tells me that I should just be walking back over and getting her. I have definitely texted Autumn in the same house before, but I mean, um, like I'll be like she'll be taking a nap and I'll be in the living room. This happened today actually. She she was taking a nap and I'd be in the living room and uh, she was just like, "Hey, I'm awake." And I was like, "Okay," and I'll you know come and hang out with her. But we've definitely had like long conversations <laughs> over text message in the same house. <laughs> Why don't you do such and such? Hey, what do you want for dinner? Et cetera, et cetera. Have you seen the new season of Orange is the New Black? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? What do you... Wow, you're watching... You're, you're telling me that you're watching Netflix right now, and my constant text messages are really annoying, so... Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, shall we, uh... Pop this cherry? That's not an appropriate way to That's, say that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited about Don't Give Up Skeleton. Except yep. uh, Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the gym. I've got like four or five episodes recorded that I probably need to go ahead and edit and upload. And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get home. I'm going to put on some Binding of Isaac. And I'm going to edit these podcasts. And uh, I just didn't. I just didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to the gym and then came home and put on some Binding of Isaac. And then and played that and entered the gungeon for like four hours. Sometimes you just gotta enjoy yourself. And then watched uh, Captain America with Autumn. I thought you were gonna say, like, oh, he's messaging me, being like, hey, that Marimar bit? That um, Marimar is so fucking killer. We play it here all the time. So great. It was so fantastic. <laughs> I had to talk Autumn off the ledge today, but speaking of Marimar, she was like, I don't know, like, the music was really good, you, and he made it sound really, really interesting. Like, do you think we should watch Marimar? And I was like, oh no. Oh, my God. No. Was, oh, my God. I had to watch, like, four videos <laughs> yes. to, to get this yes. stupid music off of there. So, like, no, we're definitely not going to. And then, like, I pulled up a video, and uh, like, I, I don't. it just resumed where I was playing it. It was because it was, like, the first full episode, which you can find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Marimar is just, like, sitting there. She's talking to... You know, her parents or whatever, but the whole time she's just holding a chicken, like no big deal. And I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and she's just, she's just holding a chicken and, and talking about stuff. Really weird. For, well, you should, I think you should probably know that that's her grandparents because her parents are dead. I, I assumed so. Yeah. I didn't. Marimar's an, I an orphan really, and I don't really appreciate care. if you'd get that right. Marimar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's do the podcast. Are you ready? Like, do you have all of your. Nice. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I let out all my farts in the bathroom, so we're good to go. Oh, good, good. I'm glad you didn't stink this podcast up. <clears throat> yeah, no. And just so, just so you know, okay. If like, because I, I said I was letting out my, all my farts, which is what I did. 
but if gonna, but gonna if, lean into this bit, huh? If I was dropping a number two, I would I wouldn't be back for a while. <laughs> just I just want you to know. So it, it'd be just, much longer I than was, I was gone. I was legitimately concerned that you would you would like fall on it and hurt yourself. That's what I was saying. I well, wasn't was I gone that for that were, long? That you were hmm. you know dropping bricks. I was just saying that you were. Well, no, but I'm usually long. pretty. As somebody who has so many stomach issues, I have to be pretty open about the bricks that I drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but which I wasn't. Is, which is the weird version of that song. Yeah. By Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be shocked. Don't be fooled the by the I bricks I that I drop. I'm still, I'm still Chris. I'm still, I'm still Chris from the IBS. From block. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the day. Uh, I, I probably will not include this in the podcast because you know potty humor or whatever. But uh, they've got a new kind of milk out. Have you seen this? I think I have actually. It's like a A2 it's like a specifically for uh, lactose intolerant people like it only has a yeah. certain kind of protein and like the whole for commercial is like it's like me. Yeah, the whole commercial is basically like now I can eat cereal again and I was like, "Yep, sure. That's Yeah. I mean, I get it. Every once in a while I'll eat cereal if it just happens and I'm like it hasn't <laughs> I mean, happened in a long time. Chris, there's so much stuff that has to happen before you eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> like you have I to know. get some cereal. You have to have milk in your house. You have to get yeah. like three utensils. Like what do you what well, do you Well it's, it's I'm saying it doesn't happen very often. It hasn't happened in a long time. Just don't pretend like it just happens though. Like you have, you pour yourself okay, a bowl of cereal. Okay, I have to go out of my way to make myself a bowl of cereal, it but it will what, ruin you. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, but it's just like you just want to experience that like the childhood again, you know? Most people take cereal for granted because they can like uh just choose to have it or not have it whenever they want and their day isn't changed yeah, yeah, yeah. irrevocably but me it's a big deal so like once a year i have some cereal what kind do you go for like what's your what's your go-to cereal what's honestly the last cereal that i had weirdly was like raisin brand crunch and <laughs> i never had raisin brand crunch when i was a kid it was just there the raisin <laughs> brand crunch like, is pretty okay. legit though i like that crunch yeah um it was good I bought a box of uh, Cookie Crisps a while back. Fuck yeah, you did. And boy, that's you're like, well, cookies for breakfast. <laughs> cookies for cookies for breakfast. You just say that to yourself. <laughs> cookies for breakfast. No, no. The only kind, like we would walk into the to the, like past the pantry and see the Cookie Crisp, and Autumn and I would both be going like cookie for the rest of the day. Like it was just, it just, yeah, it was. I I can't. I just <laughs> I looked at the timer again. I can't wait for the outtakes to be twice as long twice as, as, as the long main as episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be really good. <laughs> you want to do the thing? Yeah, it's because it's Monday, so we still have it. Like we, we, we have all the, of our energy. We <laughs> did the Thursday episode last time. We were both like, "Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please kill us," and it still turned out really good. I think so. It did. It still turned out all right. Um, um, <clears throat> let me. Uh, money, Hey everybody, this is ASMRJ here for some more ASMR news of the world for you. Today, on CNN.com, there were 15 spelling mistakes. CNN, I don't know what you're doing over there, but please just hire some goddamn editors already. You can't be having all these spelling mistakes. It's just ridiculous. On Fox, nothing true was said. Hmm. You would think that that would be interesting but it's not it just seems to happen every single day very bizarre this has been asmrj with your daily news update thank you please like and subscribe